and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. That is from 1 Samuel chapter 3. I thought today how dry I felt, how lukewarm my Christian life has become. That's not to beat myself up, for we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. When I am weak, then I am strong. There is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But I must say that during this pandemic time, and this time shut in with the Lord, causes one to be pressured from within and pressured from without. And the inward reflection, the lack of fellowship in our community, in group settings where we can worship in song, worship in the word and fellowship and food and just daily life as we know it, has become a major challenge to all of us. I'm sure there are the few on there. 500 million yachts living a life of Riley, and perhaps it is just a mere uh, blip as far as, they are, as far as they are concerned in their lifestyle. But for the vast majority of people, and especially the Christian community, it has been certainly a very, very, uh, let me use the word sparingly, but I'll use it, depressing time for us. It can weigh you down, it can wear you down. We're battle-worn soldiers, if you will, marching onward towards the victory of the prize in Christ Jesus. But it's okay to lament. There's even a book called Lamentations. And sometimes we fail to deny it. We're asked the question, hey, so how is everything? Oh, fine, man, everything's great, everything's great, everything's good, all good, all good, yeah, man, yeah, man. And we brush it off because, one, it's, it's a, a reflex response. It just comes out, rolls off our tongue naturally. And in other cases, it's, you know, we just don't want to show what the real story is. But I can assure you there are so many people who are feeling like this. And I felt I would vocalize this to express it, not to promote the negative, but to not sweep it out under the carpet. Sweep it under the carpet, rather. But to say, hey, one, you're, you're not alone. You know, the slogan for the pandemic is, we're all in this together. Well, the slogan for this is, you're not all alone together. And certainly, I think, to deny it is going to make things worse. Now, we have our hope in Christ. Make no mistake about that. Our hope is built on nothing less than Christ, our cornerstone. But that solid rock sometimes can feel like it's slippery sand because of what is taking place in the world. He's still there. He's still solid. It's us that are wavering. 
But this morning I thought about how lukewarm I feel, how just malaise, tired, uh, no inspiration, no motivation. Um, you know, that passage that says you've been beaten down, you've been pressured, but you're still, I'm paraphrasing here, but you still are surviving, you know, um, comes to mind. But the real point I want to make today in this um, podcast is that I sense now in the spirit, because that's in the natural realm I'm feeling this, in the mind I'm feeling this, in the depths of my soul I'm feeling this state, but in my spirit, which still sings and rejoices in the Lord, and still has the peace which passes all understanding, has picked up what I just quoted when I started this that somehow the word of the Lord is not as widespread as it used to be. Because if ever there was a time we need a word from the Lord, it is now. That was my first thought that led me to this. Where are the prophets? Where, are the wor- where is the word of the Lord about this situation? We've heard many claims from you know, people who claim to be prophets, people who perhaps were prophets, I don't know. I'm not going to cast aspersions or say their position before the Lord. But they somehow have fallen short of the accuracy of what it is we, we desperately want to hear. Politicians certainly have fallen short with their confusing messages, their draconian um, ways of trying to, to administer this pandemic. The health authorities are confusing the daylights out of the world with mixed messages. And the media are having a field day in sensationalizing everything. But the body of Christ, where is the word? Where is those voices that rise up and say, Thus saith the Lord with such clarity and certainty, that when it comes to pass, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, thus saith the Lord. And that is what I'm reading from in Samuel 1's prophecy, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, and I'm going to read the whole thing for you. Listen very carefully. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and he said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you call me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. 
Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. And therefore, I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He answered, Here I am. And he said, What is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God, do so to you, and more also if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. If ever there was a time when there is no widespread revelation on the word of the Lord being rare, boy, do I feel we're sort of in that time. And to hear the voice of the Lord clearly speaking to us as believers in this time is something we should be desperate for. But it may not be that the Lord is not speaking, but that we are not listening or we're not hearing. Sometimes as well it takes three times because verse 8 says, And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. Here you see the Trinity at work as well. Sometimes it takes the third time for it to be clear. We're looking for that third day. You know, the third day was resurrection. We're looking for that third time, that third day of resurrection power to bring the word of the Lord to us, the body of Christ, so that we can know, Lord, what it is you're asking us to do, what it is we need to do, if there is repentance required, Lord, to what degree and what it is we need to, to be able to humble ourselves before you, to hear from you. For there is a drought upon this world and the word of God is desperately needed. So that is my heartfelt cry to the Lord, personally. 
And I would encourage you to do the same, to say, Lord, revive us, Lord, according to your word. We need your word, Lord. We need a word from you, Lord, that is so strong, so powerful, that it tingles the ears of all who hear it, Lord. And I know that there is a part of judgment in here that the Lord has proclaimed. Um, I'm not going to speak to that. That is the purview of the Lord, nor am I going to claim any such statement. But I just see things unfolding before our very eyes that are just incredible. And yet still, there is this sense of dryness, of being in a wilderness, in a desert. All of us, as if we are walking through these 40 years as Israelites, spiritual Israel, wandering in the desert. We say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. 